How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Anime Limited Podcast. I am Jeremy Graves, here on what is a sort of bright but grey afternoon. Here, on a Friday at the time we're recording this. And I am joined in the office studio for this edition of the programme by... Cat. Andrew is not at home just now. If you leave a message after the beep... Well, no, he's at work. He will respond. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm, I'm just enjoying the bright grey. <laughs> yeah. That was Keith, by the way. Oh, yeah, hi, I'm Keith. What's up? It's Carrie. <laughs> so, everybody, uh, I'm going I'm to put this out there right now. It's been a very long week here at the office. Yeah, loads of stuff's been going on, loads and loads of productivity. We've also been down in our cold storage moving a ton of stuff, of which it involved moving a heck of a lot of stuff. So we are all a bit blitzed in the sense that our bodies are ravaging with muscle pain and whatnot. But we are here on this Friday afternoon to conclude the week, although by the time you're hearing this, it's the start of next week, so heck knows what's happened over the weekend. We're here to talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> because we love you. You do. All of you. <laughs> I love everyone, Andrew. Apart Get your hands you. off yeah. me, Keith. Why well, that's not what your hands are saying just now. Oh. This is a hostile work environment and no I will not touching. tolerate it. Oh... I'm going to have to talk to HR again. I'm <laughs> HR. Yeah. yeah. Hello. <laughs> I was, was going to swear there, but then I remembered that Jeremy's... Hostile work environment. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to make it more hostile. Well, yeah. just to balance it out, so hostile mm. becomes the norm. So well, HR no is really just hostile, hostile rage. <laughs> Tidal waves of foul language and rage. So, just another... Just another day in the office. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, everybody, it's, it's been quite a week, but we are here to talk to you about a variety of things, such as Space Dandy Season 2 being out now! Yay! Yay! So we're basically here to talk to you about anime today. In short. For a change, Oh, God, is know. that what we do? Yeah. Yeah, I've been lying to Sorry. Keith for about a few years about what we do, oh. and now he's actually oh. here, he's found the, the truth is far less interesting than reality. I promised a ball pit, you didn't get it. <laughs> No, but everything else is a magical mystery wonderland of joy and wonder. And cardboard. And cardboard. <laughs> There's a lot so of cardboard. Much cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, everybody, season two of Space Daddy Collector's Edition is available now. It's come out super well. Awesome job, Kat. Oh, thank yeah, you. It's beautiful. Pish, try again. <laughs> no, it's good. I like Get it. back to work. It's come, it's come out so well. The reaction online to it has been great. We've seen some great pictures. People are loving it. If you haven't got your copy, you need to change that. Get yours today. And looking forward, in about a week from today, 009 Re-Cyborg is finally going to be out. Oh, my God. Now, so an great. now, Andrew, I think, we should, I think we should go back to the beginning here. In what year did you... Officially license zero zero nine recyborg. Long ago, in a distant land, I can still remember. That was the first title when I started working at Anime Limited. The first one that. So back in twenty thirteen. Is it twenty thirteen? It was January twenty thirteen, wasn't it? Incorrect. It was February twenty. February. There we go. Early twenty thirteen. It is now September of twenty fifteen. Thanks for that reminder. Yeah, geez, thanks, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're welcome. It's my job. But whisper knife in. But the thing is, though, it's been a, it's been a long time to get here. But to be fair, it has come out super well. 
Yeah, it's quite the set that we're releasing. If you go to our website now, blog.audianime.com, you can see a complete unboxing of this on our site. I took some as many pictures as I could to show it off. You've got all the details in there. There's tons of extra features in there. And if you've got a 3D telly, you get the 3D version on the Blu-ray as well. You know, that does bring an interesting point. Sorry, thinking of packaging and 009, actually. It brings up an interesting point, which was... Which hit me off as earlier, people have started to notice that, which is we've uh, rebranded the front cover. But it was really Kat's decision more than anything, actually. I think it was much discussion between me and the, the graphic designer. Like, um, <laughs> where we've changed, like, I mean, you might have noticed up until sort of 0090, a little bit before, you might have seen one or two properties in the run up. We used to have both our logo and the type of show was a complete series, episodes, whatever to whatever. Or um, if it was a movie, it said film, and that kind of thing on it. Um, like Jeremy and Cat, between them have it's the like two GBC. have like <laughs> two like two examples of product for comparison, either to help me because they think I am possibly senile, or well, like well, possibly to try and sell me these, you, thinking you, I don't didn't license them. It has been since twenty thirteen. <laughs> it has been a while. So, <laughs> been a while since show me zero zero nine again. Yeah. So what we're actually doing so, yeah. to, to put this more into context for those listening, I'm currently holding a finished copy of zero zero nine, and I'm holding a copy of our Durara standard edition which highlights this perfectly and like you say Andrew there are some some small changes that have gone on but people yeah. really seem to have dug them yeah um, like it was interesting as well because like the the topic actually which came up I caught on it like on um, like one forum just now was um, about spine for example which I'm interested to hear people's opinions on it I like I personally <laughs> feel you're never going to be able to please everyone on that frontier but I remember personally when people like Tokyo Pop changed the spine on their product, that was a worse impact was that for me. Was prints of volumes yeah. in that? Oh, Ooh. that did knock me That did knock me a lot. So <laughs> many of my collections So I'm afraid to people, if people are hoping for a, a redesign there, you might be waiting a very, very long time. I'm, I'm happy to listen to people's opinions when we do, as you'll have seen from the, the front covers going forward, we do listen to them. Yeah. Um, it's just, we ca- you can't make everyone happy all the time, so it's a degree to which where you analyse what people say. And either there's a, a fair point lurking there, like often in plain sight, or sometimes, like you can see where people are coming from, but there's not as much you can do easily on that frontier to, to course correct things. And you know, if you do it, you might, you might actively alienate a set of people. I think by changing what we did on the cover, we didn't really alienate anyone. No. Um, so that was an interesting debate. I don't know how anyone else here in the room feels about it. Well, I, I know we were working on spines made of nanomachines that read your mind <laughs> and changed the spine to a format that was the most pleasing to the viewer. Unfortunately, you pointed out that technology doesn't exist outside yeah. of my head. And I told you to. So we had to shelve that project. No, what we yes. decided to do is just um, actually make our uh, our covers out of, like, remember those hyper-colored t-shirts? Are you guys all yeah. too young? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, you are really old, but I no, really we can old, remember. It's like a hyper-colored t-shirt, and it just changes your mood or whatever so I, I, I think Kat tried for ages etching her own face into the spines what? like <laughs> but when she realised that by going around the office putting a, pic, a small sticker of her face on each of them it wasn't actually you know helping what? production if you, if you want me to do that I can print some out for Expo and just put them on and not tell you but <laughs> I don't think anyone would be pleased but I mean if it's if something someone people want then you know Comic Con exclusive yeah 
<laughs> comic has <laughs> been branding all the packaging her own. Co- on the cellophane, obviously. So you know, if you don't like my face, then you can remove it. And all the anime types. It's funny. I, I find that's an option in the office on a day-to-day basis. As I flick through the HR documentation. Oh, P forty-five. Hello. <laughs> if you look under your chair, Gary. No. <laughs> But but looking forward past 009, because that's out on 14th of September, the week after on the 21st of September, Sword Art Online 2, Part 1. Yes. Which has not been delayed at all, not one bit, <laughs> no. In fact, we were joking recently, actually, about, about um... Like, well, it's like, you can't make this kind of stuff up. Well, how, like, for anyone who is, like, passingly interested, the reason we didn't go into too much detail is it was such a story you wouldn't believe, where the company printing its actual, like... The machine they used to make the rigid boxes broke down. Mm. So, like, you literally can't make... We were looking at maybe yeah. a week or so's delay, nothing nothing too severe, you know, to it. And then suddenly this happened. It's like, well, fantastic. There's no, literally nothing you can do in that kind of scenario. So when, so, so when we said it was due to circumstances beyond our control, we literally weren't joking. I came back from holiday expecting it to be out, and I was like, wait, why is it in September now? And everybody's just like, don't. <laughs> don't talk yeah. about it. Okay. Yeah. And then following SAO2 Part 1 being released, it is Tokyo Ghoul on the 28th of September. I'm still upset no one will accept my idea for a fantastic promotional idea where you have a Tokyo pool party. Tokyo pool party. Um, I, I want to make it known in here at this moment. Water, dye the water red, yeah. I, I, I want to make it known at this moment. Well, Resident, <laughs> Evil, well, Resident Evil had that idea, actually. They tried that for Revelations. Oh, yeah. they, oh, no, they, they had to cancel it because it was a um, unfortunate incident about the same uh, time. Oh, God, yeah, I remember Like, that. it was inappropriate because oh, it was meant to have, like, blood and guts in the pool oh. as well. But, yeah. like, basically, there was an. Un- I, I can't remember what I I tragedy there was, but there was an, an unfortunate incident that meant. I mean, at the best of times, that idea is a shaky territory for. Mm, pretty gross. Like, yeah. for a uh, promo idea. But, because you're meant to be able to. You're meant to. If it was a competition, you're meant to book a ticket, swim it, and collect prize. It was kind of like a bizarre version of Funhouse, I guess. Just you're not in a um, giant bowl of soup. If, if, Pat, if Pat Sharp did a video nasty, it'd be something like that. Yeah. Um, Funhouse, brought you, to you by Resident Evil uh, Revelations. Did you grow a mullet for it? I, I just wonder how many of the audience will get the Funhouse. I was going to say, do you ever wonder yeah. if it's a good few years old now? Oh, come on. If you're, if you, if you're listening to this and you don't know what Funhouse is, tweet us. I don't know what Funhouse is. I'm, I'm not from your country. Get out. Fight <laughs> <Bite> me. <laughs> <laughs> that about sums up the mood in the office, everybody. Uh, it was but basically. Yeah. Oh, oh no, go, go on, go for it. Um, basically, it was just a game show for kids. kids. Where um, Pat was it Shark... like Crystal Maze? No, well, kind of, but then it was all like wacky, like challenges, like retrieve these tokens from a giant bowl of soup that had like alphabet letters in it, and then other weird things like and that. The, yeah. And the culmination of the show was you would the winning team would fight their way through this like fun house to get prizes. Yeah. yeah. Fun and fun. if you oh, and yeah, which would involve go karting. Yeah, there was a go karting. Go karting climbing. It was hosted by Pat Sharp who was assisted by two lovely twins. Oh, yeah, when you were a young lad were like, ooh, what's going on here? <laughs> like when you look back at the episodes <laughs> when you look back at the episodes you're you're like, ooh, okay. Differences. 
Well, yeah. yeah, when you're older yeah. and you're looking at the same thing, of course it's going to be a bit different. Pat Sharp hasn't changed a bit, though. No, Pat Sharp's no. mullet keeps him a turtle. But, like, yeah, interesting fact about Funhouse. That's when shaved it off. Interesting fact, our, our materials, like, like, materials guy and who is conveniently not here right now to confirm it, Robbie was actually in Funhouse. Like, he was in one of the episodes of Funhouse. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. We have got to hunt this down. You, you, um, you know this. There has because to be clips knows, somewhere. Yeah, I know what we're talking about in a pub later. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, basically that's an interesting story in itself. He's going to be delighted you made that known on the podcast. Well, like I didn't give his surname away or anything, so he's safe still <laughs> from the world. Exactly. Robbie Funhouse. Robbie yeah. Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different, that's a different that's a different person. You don't want to be. Okay, is that you just putting keywords in Google? Yeah, <laughs> Robbie Funhouse. There it is. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but Google yeah. rock. I love how we somehow got to Funhouse from Tokyo Ghoul. But yeah, like, the Tokyo Ghoul is coming out. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and the packaging is amazing. Yes, the Tokyo Ghoul party never ends. You guys will I thought you could add more well. to that, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Um, know that uh, people have asked this a lot, um, and it is uncensored and uncut, and so uh, you can see all the animated blood and guts and interestingly enough we can answer people's question what Kaneki uh, in black and white is as well indeed having we done some investigation <laughs> it is a very long very one hour it's a no it's about 27 minutes total <laughs> okay that's a little bit shorter than <laughs> I imagined <laughs> no, no, it's because we were talking <laughs> about another title with yeah, like, features. but yeah it's, it's a behind the scenes look at the evolution of a series and more specifically the character of Kaneki featuring various voice actors from the English language version and some of the people involved Involved in the ADR work as well. It's pretty cool. Mm. And so that's coming out uh, just after MCM Glasgow, which we might even have some copies at in advance. And we'll definitely have copies for MCM London in October, which mm-hmm. is, I'm personally super excited about, but there's a, a lot of stuff in between there and mm-hmm. like, and now, isn't there? Yeah. Indeed, lots and lots of things going on, including Scotland Loves Anime, which Woo! Anime Limited is the official sponsor of for 2015. The weekenders are happening in both Glasgow and Edinburgh respectively. Make sure you go to lovesanimation.com for the ridiculously stacked lineup for this it year's festival. Uh, proper crazy this year. And uh, um, we, we conveniently have someone who, uh, who can help us talk about the lineup and really? someone who is a key component. Festival director Andrew Partridge, for chance. Exactly. Oh my god! Hello. <laughs> the festival director was here. <laughs> I would have worn a pair of trousers. <laughs> so, uh, oh. so, uh, Mr. Andrew Partridge, thank you for coming on the program. You're welcome. Uh, can you tell us first of all how how excited you are about the lineup this year? Super excited. I am very excited, and I am actually very excited about that, sir. Like, I can't even feign non-excitement about it. It's actually a lot going on. So to give you the, the background, people, before this sounds like some kind of horrible dictatorship-style environment, basically, I started Scotland Loves Anime long, long back when I was at Bandai, actually. Of all things, just after doing Sword of the Strangers theatrical. Um, and things kind of just evolved from there. I've never, even after starting Anime Limited, I've never quite been able to escape. It's the first year we've, we've actually been able to, to tie the two things together because it's always about finding the right opportunity and what makes what makes sense there plus it's not just me who does mm-hmm. all the stuff for Scotland Loves Anime so other people had to decide things too but the thing which is really exciting this year is just the like the sheer number of premieres and fresh content um, by the time this goes out on Monday we should have announced that Animator Expo is coming to uh, Scotland Loves Anime in Edinburgh 
and we are hugely excited by this. Mm -hmm. It's a, a rare chance to see these shorts on the big screen. Like, um, a lot of them were designed actually with the big screen in mind, but they've been done, like, up for now for free online, like, um, by Duango. But really, there's a, like, it, there's a lot of really good experience we had on the big screen then. Yes, we are screening Me, Me, Me as one of the shorts, <laughs> um, uh, depending on your definition of a good experience in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have any of these actually been shown on the big screen before? Then? No. Well, yes, outside of Europe. Mm. And one or two of them might have screened in Europe, but never as a complete set. So it's either a Scottish, like a European premiere, or a UK premiere, depending on how you look at it. The, the press material listed probably mixed between the two, to be honest, actually, at this stage. Um, it just depends on your perspective of it. But the, a lot of the shorts have never been shown outside, like in Europe, hmm. like on the, the big screen, but certainly a theatrical premiere. Hmm. Um, there was also Empire of Corpses coming out a mere eight days, nine days after Japanese theatrical begins. It's by Studio Wit, who made Attack on Titan. I'm. It's probably one of the ones I'm most excited about, on a like like out of the films we programmed, which aren't mine, um, at the moment anyway. Which is um, like it's by an author called called well it, the author is called Project Ito, who passed on unfortunately very very well before his time, um, sadly, um, but he came out with two very good works called Genocide Logan and Harmony. And he was near, like part way through Empire of Corpses when he passed on, and a, a colleague finished it for him, having spoken with him in advance, and basically ghost it the, the final thing, which is really well worthwhile. The first two books, Harmony and Genocide Logan, are available both on iBooks, uh, Kindle, and physical print, um, courtesy of the good folks at Viz Media. Um, just now, I would heartily recommend that. We have Miss Hokusai as well, which is mm -hmm. I'm biased about, obviously to an extent, but mm. it's swept swept awards in France, Canada, like a, like hopefully in other places as well as, mm. it, as it enters into competition. I really enjoyed um, it. It's a beautiful, um, beautifully made yeah. film. It's, a, it's different from the usual as well because it's mm. a series of shorts, mm -hmm. kind of in. One film's of a story. If you go in expecting a straight narrative, mm -hmm. you're going to be confused because you actually get five, like kind of four or five shorts into it about her life through the period of one year, basically, like um, the Hawkeye's daughter. And the the fascinating thing about it is that as well because it mm. is very much short stories. I was worried about how my attention would be kept for ninety minutes to hundred minutes on what I assumed. Like before we went and see it the first time before licensing it, it would be a kind of like a biopic, kind of a more art history thing, which would be good but not really my kind of mm -hmm. my kind of thing. And I was pleasantly surprised by that because it kept even someone like me who's used to action-packed films, uh, like and like films like Giovanni's Island was a very clear central narrative. Mm -hmm. Like um, it kept me entertained. It's um it is very different, but it's really well worth a watch. I I really enjoyed it, and it's it's just gorgeous. And they do sneak in um, a lot of the more famous paintings and and whatnot into it. So it's what just in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like that Benson sketch of what would you save one item you could in that <laughs> house, the your burning house? It'd be a picture of my life. It wouldn't be that big painting of the woman <laughs> naked. <laughs> no, <laughs> guys, guys, get out. <laughs> 
But yeah, th- definitely go um, make the effort to go see it, yeah. um, especially as um, the screening in Glasgow has the director Kate Chihara. So um, also directed colorful as well for anyone who colorful like, and also the writer. Yeah, and we we will be able to to reveal that now as well. Actually, as the screenwriter is going, Carrie's worried she's given the game away. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We will, we will have announced it at that point. They're not listening right now. What? Unless you are listening right now, but Let's not right now. Right. right now you are listening as you play this. But what Keith means to say is at the current moment in time, which is on Friday... Oh, God, the... here we go. Which we all lost forever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> which we can never get back. Oh, definitely no. come, especially the Glasgow weekend, if you can, um, and come see it at the GFT, because it's a beautiful film and the director will be here, so it's um, a really good shout. Kat really liked it as well, I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like, visually, it's stunning. And it has its moments of humour as well, which I didn't expect. Like, I thought it would be quite light-hearted, but it does have... It does kind of, like, turn between tone quite quickly. Um, there are moments where it's just suddenly... Things happen, and you're like, oh, okay. But mm. I guess that's what you get from short stories, is you're never going to be, like, not occupied by the film, I guess. Mm. Your attention's always turned on. That's what I liked about it, is that it does go in a, in a variety of directions. Yeah. And it sort yeah. of keeps your mind focused in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not where I thought it was going to go, but it was something that, that really appealed to me when I watched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for those of you interested in coming to the Glasgow Weekender, it's the 9th through the 11th of October. If you buy the season pass, which you can get from the GFT website, you will also get access to an extra screening the Monday before. So that, there's was a unique selling point. It's a mystery film. screening. <laughs> it's a mystery film. We're not going to tell you what it's it is. It's not five centimeters. It's not five centimeters per second, Terry. You what, mind your mouth. For what, what's the mystery film's rating? Five. It's a mystery. <laughs> it, it's, some, it's somewhere between you and eighteen. <laughs> and because the festival pass is only available to people over eighteen, because we think the. Attack on Titan live action film should not be watched by anyone under 18 and has yeah. not been BBFC'd yet. Uh, means that all season passes are like 18 plus. Sorry, guys. Oh, so that means mystery film remains. Like, so mystery film will remain a mystery oh. until the screening. Nice try, cat. Mm. Wait, what is it? Whisper to me. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> but for those of you wanting to know oh, okay. what the actual lineup is, we can tell you the Glasgow Weekender will feature Miss Hokusai, Empire of Corpses, The Case of Alice and Hannah, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, both of the attack of the Attack on Titan live action films, and Boruto the movie. And if you have young siblings or children, in fact, um, they will also be screening as part of a kids club, which is free for, for children. Letter to Moa. Nice. Dobbed, may I quickly add. Oh, good. Yeah. That, that's a huge benefit. Don't make me start crying. <laughs> There's a story for the pub there in there, people. If you ever catch one of us, <sighs> corner us then. But then we move on to Edinburgh from the 12th to the 18th of October at the Edinburgh Filmhouse with the lineup including Miss Hokusai, Empire of Corpses, The Case of Alice and Hannah, Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F, Attack on Titan live action film one only, Expelled from Paradise, Naruto the Last movie, Boruto the movie, Love Live the movie, Madoka Magica Film 3 Rebellion, the two Attack on Titan anime films, and the new Ghost in the Shell 2015 movie, which, according to the Love's Animation website, which I love, it is called Ghost in the Shell, the new movie. 
2015. <laughs> also going to be Animator Expo, obviously. Oh, and of course, as we just talked about Animator Expo as well. Oh, and that's a pretty stacked lineup for Edinburgh. Yes, yes it is. We have a, a lot of slots and we're very happy we have filled them all. Um, but more importantly than that, like the thing which has been bugging me about that naming just now, it's not the last Naruto movie. They made one afterwards. Therefore, it's Naruto, not quite the last movie. We'll say it's done when it's done. See, I was going to mention that. Now I feel like less of a d- for thinking. I was thinking it pretty loudly. <laughs> like put the copy in the programme like that, did you? <laughs> I should have rearranged it chronologically so Boruto came first and then <laughs> the last came after so it was literally the last line of film the line up Chronologically by title. <laughs> and I, I suppose a couple of things we should mention from this lineup: Love Live the movie, it is in fact the UK premiere of it because it's, it's the European it, premiere. The European right. premiere because it is currently the only UK screening uh, announced. I don't know if there are any more in the pipeline or not but Maybe. as it stands that's your chance to go and watch it, people. So bring your glow sticks. Don't ignite them during the film. What? You can ignite them. Well, love, glow love, sticks love, love. So you have you not seen Love Live, Cat? Yeah. No, I haven't. Well, I don't. Haven't. We, we'll have to change this. Oh, would I like? Would I like it? Don't break your glow. Yeah, you'd like I, it. Oh, I'd like. Do you like okay. Kion? Yeah. And you'll like she does. it. <laughs> <laughs> I have them all in DVD and Blu-ray. You have all the girls. No. <laughs> Did you keep the director when she came over for Scott Love's Handmaid no, 2012? No, I wasn't about that one. Oh, <laughs> I don't, you, Andrew just nodded <laughs> wow, at me while wow. I said that. But, but Andrew, another film I know you're excited to have screening at Love's Anime this year is The Case of Alice and Hannah. Mm-hmm. It's a movie you've been looking forward to for a while. What is it about <laughs> Alice and Hannah that caught your eye when you first heard about it? Uh, I think it was Vito's Rotoscoped, for starters, which was amazing and directed by live action. Direct and the film actually plays out very well as a result. It's not the normal style, but it actually kind of works. So it's worth giving your time to and giving a shot to. There's a reason it was selected for for competition in both Fantasia in Canada and in uh, competition in Tennessee. And I'm sp- that one. Mm. And I suppose we should actually ask Andrew any other films that are one ones you're personally looking forward to seeing amongst the lineup because obviously the entire lineup is really really cool and we've all got our own films that we're wanting to see but any in particular you're looking uh, forward to catching on the big screen like personally if I had to pick just five of the fifteen films so one third of them this is very tough to do it'd be well I've seen Miss Fox like before so that's cheating for me personally but I'd recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, Empire of Corpses, Animator Expo, uh, Alice and Hannah, like the last one on the list, which we haven't mentioned to date because I managed to forget to put it on the website until now, <laughs> but have mentioned elsewhere, is uh, Psychopaths movie, mm. which personally I'm very excited about. I realise we're, we're eating up quite a bit of time. Should other questions from the adoring. Indeed, movie? indeed. We, we have a menagerie of questions. I put out the call on Facebook and Twitter. Let's see what came back at us. You hound, you venomous hound. <laughs> from Facebook, in no particular order. But first of all, from Henk. If your sub-only Blu-rays sell well, would you consider doing more sub-only releases? Yes. Cool. Oh, that was simple. <laughs> <laughs> simple question, simple answer. From Ashley... I wanted to ask if you'd consider doing a Kickstarter for Satoshi's Con- for Satoshi Kon's last film, The Dreaming Machine. I feel that the, that the great director's final film deserves to be completed, and considering what all the anime has already achieved, I feel if anyone can do it right, it's you guys. Oh, well, for starters, that's really nice of you. 
Um, it's a little bit more complex than that book because obviously Satoshi Kon worked a lot in his storyboards. Um, so, like, if you see Perfect Blue storyboards, for example, you'll see there's a lot more than normal in them. Down to exact motions he wants. Um, like, little detail. And we know the Dream Machine's final, like, storyboards weren't finished. They weren't even nearly finished. And so, there's a really strong argument for no matter how much you might be able to finish the film based off what he said to people, what to... Like, his wife knew about the film, for example. It wouldn't really be his film, if that makes sense. So as far as legacies go, it's a bit like offering to half... Like, to finish a half-finished painting from someone, you know? It's not like, it's not like for example, like Project Ito, where writing a story, while difficult, like, very difficult, but like, post someone's passing, is possible to do if you've been given the right instructions or right outline to follow, at least. You know, the spirit is still sort of there. But for for something like this, the spirit of it just wouldn't have been there barring the first bit. So a lot of people have actually tried, like a lot of people more influential and more well-positioned to do it than us have looked at doing that kind of thing before. And it's just, I don't think anyone has found a way that would really capture and further away you go from the film's airing date, the hard, like, well not airing date, the, 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 the director's passing the harder it is to really do that. Although there are a lot of works that from, from the director, which, like, in terms of... He wrote... He, he also wrote and he did, um... Like, he also drew manga. So mm. you never know. I mean, like, the Tropics of the Sea I love, for example. He's also done Opus. Um, I'm sure there's at least others which he's illustrated, at least. So I'm sure he... Like, he and Mamoru Oshii got together at some point for, I think, Seraphim? Yeah, that I sounds about right, yeah. Um, but like, I mean, like, there's a lot of background material kicking around that maybe someone else could pick up. I don't know, but like, I don't think I think the dream machine is probably gone, sadly, which is a real shame. From Mary, and I think from Cat as well, actually, given the subject, <laughs> will you ever be bringing the reanimated card captor Sakura and or Sailor Moon box sets to the UK? Well, Cat, will we? It's up to you. <laughs> I mean. You know, cat's like grinning say. like grinning like a child. I just like it's that look of can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> I'll think about it. Okay. Which yeah. one? We don't know. Yeah, it's a mystery. <laughs> do, 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 could do, be one. Do. Could be both. Could be neither. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if, not says the voice of optimism. <laughs> from if you're if you're familiar <laughs> with the continuity of of this oh. podcast, you'll know which one it is. From John, since you guys are releasing Ping Pong the Animation, is there any interest or possibility of releasing any of Masaki Yusa's earlier work, such as Tatami Galaxy, Mind Game, or even Kemonozume, which I think I just butchered pronouncing that, but there we go. Well, I'm a big fan of Yuasa-san's work. Um, You never know, there's a fair few titles which are lying in difficult territories to acquire. Um... But you never know. Like, I'm a big fan of shows. Tatami Galaxy, may I add, at Bandai was a nightmare to, to get subtitled. I'm, I'm still not sure if there is any way to properly do it because the subtitles move so quickly. Because the main character mm. talks really quickly at points. So... Yeah, I seem to recall the DVDs of, of that being quite the job to watch, let and alone... And it was never dubbed, so it's very hard to figure out what to do. Mm. Just makes me think of Tirara with all that on-screen text and the subtitles and trying to get that balance right, which was 
really, really difficult. We did the best we could possibly do, and I think that's the best that you're ever going to get in terms of that. But, yeah, so something like Tatami Galaxy, where they are talking a million miles a minute, like... Comes yeah. with a beginner's guide to Japanese. <laughs> that's your best bet. Yeah. Yes. So, moving on to Twitter. First of all, from Anime Wondering, no, no, no written name, so I can't say who it is. Many hardcore fans seem to import most of their titles these days. Is there much that the UK can do to counter that? Big wall around the whole country. <laughs> Guards, every hundred metres. Uh, Use your cash. No, more, <laughs> more importantly, I guess, like the, the, the core issue is really about delivering something of interest. And like, I'm not saying we, like anyone has got that 100% right, but everyone is trying. Um, and I think it's about just delivering things faster, uh, like basically faster and with uh, our own style to it. When it's a, a carbon copy of the US release, for example, what's the actual impetus for you to to not buy the edition which comes out sooner and you can play, for example, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what people like both, like, Kat and Keith are here to to help make sure. So for, for pros just now, I can say safely, both of them have designed things recently which are, like, different completely to the other territories. So Kat, Prismalia, for example. Fake Collide Liner Prismalia, rather, to give it its full name, for example. Mm-hmm. What you did for the Collector's Edition was completely different, right? Yeah. I mean, um, well, since the the Japanese one's in five parts, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We had to obviously condense that down. I think I said this last time. It, yeah, you mentioned it, what it's going to come with the book. It's going to come with the tarot cards and mm. that. And we had the white sample through, and it's pretty good quality. Like, the tarot cards are quite thick. They're not going to be flimsy. Oh, pretty good quality. You're, you're doing yourself a disservice <laughs> here. They look awesome, Kat. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing, like, a final print version of it all. Um... The art book will mostly obviously contain like the character concepts and like key arts and such, but obviously a lot of stuff was sadly left out because it was condensing five books down yeah. into one that was more like digestible for it's... the collector's edition. But it is pretty awesome. Like yeah, that's... like it was kind of taking key arts from various parts of the Japanese one yeah. and just sort of all condensing it down into the one release. So. But that's kind of what makes. What we do, like, special to extent, right? I mean, it's I like... mean, yeah, we could have just copied the part part one and then just released that, but then it yeah. would have felt incomplete. Or even just copied, like, what America and Australia did, which is quite reasonably commercially standard editions. Yeah. But the, the thing about taking a risk and, like, encouraging people to take a risk is you create something that is unique and has... A re- there's a reason behind being being more, like... Be a reason, at least not more of a reason or less of a reason, but a clear reason why you should buy from the UK. And like I think Keith's working on Terran Resonance just now, for example, as well on a similar direction. Which is an amazing series. Which is an amazing oh, series that everyone should watch. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah, if you haven't watched Terran Resonance, do so. It's yeah. only 11 episodes and it is gorgeous. Yeah, and the soundtrack is beautiful. Days. It's also available on Netflix. Yeah. Treat yourself. Get it in your eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not too far in your eye holes, though, because yeah, you need those for the work thing. Yeah, yeah. Too much anime for the eyes. It's not, it's not a good thing. Let it caress your eye holes gently, <laughs> as a lover would. <laughs> a gentle lover. Turn the brightness down a bit. <laughs> Whoa, I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. I have conflicted feelings right now. 
Is there any update on the Makoto Shinkai collection and why it's been taking so long? Aliens. <laughs> Tiny aliens climbed into Andrew's brain and told him to uh, delay it. We're actually just waiting on the last part of the material quote. So yes, there is an update. Things are moving ahead. It's taken a lot longer than planned um, as well because we've been waiting on the idea of doing a Shinkai collection. But plans outside of our control mean it's going to take a lot longer to do that than we'd hope. So, we like, done, didn't we? yeah, but for the Shinkai big collection, oh, the big, the big not big like to just be like the film plus voices. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like basically, like the on the, the Shinkai front, yes, things are moving ahead, and because things have taken longer for Shinkai collection as a whole, um, than we would have thought or anyone would have liked, we're going to move ahead with just doing the. The ones which are cut, like we, you know, we were planning to from first place now. So watch this space. You'll start seeing artwork and such pretty soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Our next question from Denzel is: Is it true you guys now have the UK fairy tale license? That's an interesting one. That that one's been kicking around for a while, hasn't it? Guys? Mm. I mean, yeah. Caught us off guard. I think it was like you and Kat who first caught on to it. Mm. Um, I think it was on the Facebook or something. On the Facebook. On it the was. Facebook. It was on the Facebook, <laughs> on which is on the <laughs> internet, Kat. Yeah, it was when we suddenly got. Like, out of the blue, we just suddenly got we, a question about it, didn't we? And it mm. caught us. It blindsided all of us. Uh, yeah, like it did. And, like, actually, the, like, the honest truth is, I don't know anything about it just now, to be honest. Um, if we do license it, we will let people know we're huge fans of fairy tale here. So wouldn't lie, uh, we'd be very excited if we did. But right now, it's like, like we, it's news. To, it was news to us then. Yeah. It's still news to us just now. If a contract flies past my desk, I'll let people know though. There's quite a funny story behind that and that rumour sort of starting up because when it appeared on our Facebook page, I was caught totally off guard with it, and I, I, because. You can do you can sort of do this depending on things, although we never actually do it on our page, I should stress that. I actually hid the comment because I was caught so off guard with it and I was trying to get hold of Andrew or Kerry for ages and I couldn't get hold of either of you because you were at a meeting or something. And so I just sort of left it dormant and then a couple other people started asking and then on a forum somewhere they went, oh, did you notice that they hid that comment? That must be a sign. It's like, no, it's really not. No. And I can't respond. No, but then it's... once I finally got hold of Andrew and then you were like, hang on, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then we got it all cleared up. So you know, it's um, it, like you said, Andrew, it'd be cool if we could do it but no (laughs) a question from Tigsy how do you balance packaging needs of those wanting a display piece versus a practical uh, in brackets containment slash identification needs oh that's quite a good question do they mean like they don't mean like show off you on the scale of like game releases where the box is like shaped like a dinosaur or something or I suppose if we take it I, I believe this person is someone who more prefers to buy a standard edition release. Oh, as opposed to like a big collector yeah. set with an art book and things. Mm. Um it's yeah. Well usually when we get a title we sit down and obviously if we know something about it we kinda decide if it's a fairly new series, then we're kind of like we maybe shouldn't do like an ultimate edition. Since you were contemplating that for Terran Residence, right? And then, like my children ganging up on me, my but product then, managers told me, but then, no, that's not something we can do. The good point is the only time it would probably 
benefit from being an ultimate edition is if it came with the soundtrack, which which, we, sent back, which we will never, never yeah, get. As, as you know, with difficulties in the past, so you know, which is also a phenomenal soundtrack, might I add. But anyway, oh, isn't it just? Um, but usually, like older titles, like oh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Older titles of ours, or just yeah, in of, of ours, or in general, Gurren, obviously, like Lagan. yeah, like Gurren Lagann is obviously a classic, but Full not like Panic as well, and Full Metal Panic. Those have obviously come in like big boxes with a Bebop? big art book and oh yeah, and Bebop. And Bebop, we'd cool. like to do. I, yeah, I, I would like to revisit Cowboy Bebop. But Japan's an incredible. But ultimate collectors but these are these don't are take that as a hint that he is actually sorry can't say that That's he's okay. actually doing one right now we don't but hopefully one day we will yeah but i think everybody's asked this question over and over again and and i think yeah. everybody knows the answer that if we were to do an ultimate edition of cowboy bebop that it would have to include the film or something extra to make it work all the soundtracks but the one soundtracks. of the other so the other these are two big think big issues one of the other points so mm. Again, it's like Andrew said before, you can't really please everyone because obviously, you know, people will be like, oh, you should do an ultimate edition of this or like, you should release this as like a collector's and that. Or you should release a standard edition of this. Yeah, so it's kind of like, just kind of, not not instinct, but just being able to look at a title and think that would make a good collector's edition, that would make a good ultimate edition. And it also depends on all the assets that we receive from Mm -hmm. Japan or like, for like, for, for print because some stuff you just we barely get any assets so we have to make do mm. and sometimes you're easily able to just barely just squeeze out a collector's edition with what we have or you know and obviously a standard edition is easy because you don't require too much artwork for that but like an ultimate edition especially like Gurren Lagann we had all those art book assets yeah and it was like well it would be a waste to not do something really good with all the key arts we have and things and obviously it's Gainax and it's a big deal as well so you know it deserved to get deserved to have an ultimate edition yeah um, but you know I would it'd be great if I could do like a car to Sakura ultimate but you know <laughs> again it's like thinking full well, deck of cards <laughs> oh my god it'd be amazing just to want the staff the ceiling staff but anyway the ceiling um, staff oh as ceiling in staff. like ceiling as in the staff uh, the ceiling things away, no, no, not as in a roof staff. I was like, I've, I've <laughs> no, not no, watched no, she has, she has a ceiling staff for ceiling the cards. But anyway, okay. but not like a. Ceiling. I too have one. It's called a glue gun. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> it, would from that, yeah. it would be like, oh, it's a who, would, glue who, would actually, who would actually pre-order that? You know, there would be a slight. You'd buy of like people. twenty of it's them. It's like when you think of it, it is a very niche title. It's quite more for nostalgia and anything else like it's not on the same scale as well it could be but kind of the magical girl animes go Sailor Moon is obviously the bigger kind of deal and I don't know if there actually anyone's doing a big ultimate edition of Sailor Moon no that's looking pointedly no, at me I don't know like, I, I only know I also the collector's know, edition in America and such but that's it but isn't it like really like really really long as well so there are very, five seasons total yeah. which they really difficult very to do episode like yeah. Edition, and I would think very expensive. And so there's, you have to also balance the fact that you want to do something really cool, but actually yeah. have something that people will pay pay the money for. Because, yeah. you know, we, we you don't want to make anything that's incredibly insanely expensive. No, you uh, that you're pricing everybody out of the market. But yeah. you also, like, we can't just take the chance too often. Um, 
no. unless you know, like Kat said, like there there's an instinct or there's a there's an awareness there's that you know some feeling, things yeah. you can you can do and other things you're just like yeah. Yeah. So I That's think the Sailor Moon would be a Sailor Moon Ultimate would be like I shudder to think of what we yeah. would have with the ROV for that. Depends on what Japan has done in that as well. Mm, yeah. I really don't know. Like I I've obviously like, seen and read Sailor Moon and stuff, but I've not like can't remember it the past like X amount of years. But yeah, it's <laughs> funny you mentioned Sailor Moon. <laughs> because we've had quite a few Sailor Moon related questions really? but because Madman's releasing it it is indeed mm. we've had a variety of people asking given that Madman are going to be doing a DVD release and I believe it's, I believe someone has come out and said it's based on the European Masters yeah as opposed oh, to so elsewhere the original, not yeah the original, so uh, not is Christian. there any interest potentially in that I think everyone has an interest honestly in it I, I think for me I'd need to see a fixed version of the Blu-ray first like, cause I we we very much have moved towards a phase where Blu-ray is kind of critical, and the way like Toei does business, which makes sense, is they separate a lot of the rights out. So it's not like we could just pick it up and do digital or something instead until Blu-ray became available, for example. So we'll have to see. I mean, like it's not it's not on, like it's on my radar, but not on my radar just now. If that makes sense. And on that note, everybody, we are going to bring this episode of the podcast to a close. Thank you very much for listening. We'll hopefully be back within the next two weeks, I want to say. All going well. We're going to be in a run-up to MCM Scotland, so I'm sure we'll have a nice little preview before that. Got some cool- we won't be stressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, <don't> know. <laughs> but, uh, I, I like your enthusiasm that you think that in two weeks before MCM... Um, oh, yeah. that we're going to actually have the time or wherewithal mentally to do a podcast it's just Cats will be in the corner. what, what he's going to do he's just going to trap us in the stock room at Expo and it's like spreak <laughs> but, I compel you but uh, before we go I will encourage you guys to visit our website alltheanime.com make sure you visit the blog section blog.alltheanime.com had some great stuff up there had actually an interview go up today when we're recording this with Andrew Osman talking to the Space Dandy scriptwriter Kimiko Ueno it's a really good read also earlier this week we did an uncensored to censored comparison of Tokyo Ghoul so you can get a good idea as to how different it is and some of the examples I managed to conjure up are, are quite impressive actually mm-hmm. like how they basically just made the footage at one point sepia in, in the TV version oh yeah uh, which was well, wasn't there one that inverted the colours yeah. 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 Like, yeah and like negative. you should also definitely check out Scott and Love's Animation site which is definitely. just lovesanimation.com mm-hmm. and, and like we mentioned over the weekend we've got an unboxing for 009 going up also, head, if you head over to our YouTube, we've put up the first part of a Kenji Kamiyama, director of 009 Recyborg, Q&A from the BFI in London at the European premiere. Something we've been working on. You can watch the first part of that. We're going to have some cool previews to share with you from the film as well. Lots and lots of stuff coming up. And if you're on the social medias, which you probably are if you found this, it's facebook.com forward slash all the anime, twitter.com forward slash all the anime, Instagram is now all the anime. We got, managed to get our name Yay, changed to just... Yep, yeah, we got Yay. it. So we are now Instagram.com forward slash all the anime. If you're on Tumblr or YouTube, it's all the anime UK. I'm pretty sure I got that right. We'll find out later. So much social media. I know, I know right? <laughs> it's exhausting being this social. <laughs> Do you think you can weave some more into the strategy, though? Oh. <laughs> That's an inside joke none of you will get. But on that note. <laughs> oh dear. But on that note, from myself, Jeremy Graves, from Kat, Andrew, Keith, and Kerry, we've been Team Anime Limited. Signing out, we're going down the pub. Hooray! Hey. Drink! I'll be at the pub!